Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this opportunity that we can learn the word together. We believe, Lord, faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of Christ, the anointed word from heaven. Tonight we pray, Father, that heaven is opened and you will, Lord, send your fire into this room. The rivers of life will flow from the throne of God. Your Holy Spirit will manifest tonight and do great supernatural breakthrough for your people, Father. Tonight, you sent the angels of the breakthrough into this house. The angel of deliverance, of healing, of miracles to help us. And your people will, Lord, meet you tonight. No one will leave this place the same way they came in, Father. We pray and ask you, Lord, as you open heaven at the Jordan River and you spoke to your son, this is my beloved son, I am pleased with him and obey him. And your Holy Spirit came as in the form of a dove. Lord, tonight heaven will be open to us so that your people will meet you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. As believers, actually, all over the world, people all over the world, as a human being, but as believers, we know better that we have three kinds of enemies in our life. The reason God asks us to have a disciplined spiritual walk because that is the way to win the warfare, to have victory against our enemies. God put the principle in the Bible. Sometimes, God, by His mercy, brought the supernatural one-time breakthrough that people just got healed and got delivered and never be the same in one setting. I remember one lady came to our meeting about five to six years ago. She had colon cancer end stage. And the doctor told her that she will live not more than six months. She was not a believer, but she accepted Christ that day. And we prayed for her. She got set free, and the colon cancer disappeared, and she's still alive today, walking around, coming to church, and working. So that is a supernatural breakthrough, one-time deal for her. Another man who is a, one of the managers of the 105.3, he worked for the Christian radio station here. He met me in the office on Friday and I saw the MRI with brain tumor, brain cancer. Deep in the brain, it's inoperable. The man did not have a good chance to survive with brain cancer. But that Sunday, we did not have any light. The electrical power was off because of the storm on that weekend. He showed up with only maybe 30 people in the church because that Sunday, no one wanted to leave the house due to the snowstorm. And she came out to be prayed for that one touch of God, cancer was gone. 
and she's still alive and healthy and blessed today. So you can see that God can perform supernatural breakthrough in one setting, but God also talk about work out your salvation. Salvation doesn't mean only to go to heaven and our sins are forgiven. Salvation including some sin in our life, some bad habit, some attack, maybe chronic headache, maybe insomnia, or some disease that has been attacking you for a long time, or some bad habits or addictions that you struggle with for years and years. And God set you free little by little, one by one, get you better and better from glory to glory to glory. So salvation and miracle can be a process from one level to another level. And in order to get to that glory to glory, we need to be disciplined in our life in the area of, number one, building our faith up by listening to the Word of God. Two, going to church on a regular basis. Submit our life into the authority of the local church so that we can be protected. Also, we need to read the Bible. We pray every day, ask God, speak to God, and obey God. Not only that, we need to have a disciplined life of repenting every day. We need to repent when we know that we sin against God and willing to change and let God deal with us. We do a lot of things that what the Bible says. And tonight I want to talk about one of the enemies. We have three enemies. Number one, the enemy is our own self, our flesh, our sinful nature. We all were born with the sinful nature of Adam and Eve. Some of us may have a weaknesses of short-tempered, being short-tempered. Some of us may have a weakness of being depressed or addiction or low self-esteem. Whatever the flesh work, selfishness, loving money, or any kind of sinful nature as a human being. And that sinful nature opened the door for the second enemy. That is evil spirit or demons that we're going to talk about tonight. So when you sin against God, you open the door for demons to come in to play with you, to destroy you, and to damage your life. And the third enemies of our life, we call the world system. The system of the world is not God's system. Look at the TV program. Look at the newspaper, magazine, full of the world system. Pride. Who is more richer? That person has more authority. Talking about beauty and all the kind of flesh that the world system try to pull us into the way of the world. So as a believer, we need to understand how to come against or to rebuke or protect ourselves from the flesh, the world system, and demons. How to fight with the flesh? How to fight with the flesh? Number one, repent to get into the Word of God and die to the flesh. Say no to your flesh every single day. How to go against the world system? We need to renew our mind with the Word of God. We grow up with the world system in our mind. We have to get the Word into our mind to get the junk out, the way of the world thinking. So we need to always get into the Word of God in order to renew our mind, to think the way God thinks, and to live the way God wants us to live. 
How about demons? How we get rid of demons? Demons are our enemies. They are like a thief that come in and dwell in us to destroy us. The way to get rid of them is to cast them out. Demon can cause different kinds of manifestation. Can be addiction. Can be pornography. Can be anger. Demons of anger. Or murder. When I look at the picture of those murderers or people who commit crimes, you can see demons from their eyes. Normal human being cannot kill people. I cannot kill people. I cannot pull the gun out to shoot people. But when you have demons in you, you can shoot people. You can just kill somebody. Or demons of addiction. Demons of cancer. Demons of brain tumor. Demons of headache, insomnia, depression. There's so many kinds of demons out there that try to destroy human being. So you have to see that if you try to repent of some sin, but you don't never get better, you keep struggling with certain issue. You repent, you come to Jesus, you cry out to God, Lord, get rid of this, and you still have the problem. It means something inside you. Take control of you. So when you know that, you have to cast them out. Let's look at how Jesus dealt with demons together. Look at Mark chapter 1, 21 to 26. I'm going to go through scriptures with you. Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. Jesus went to the synagogue where people were seeking God, and he was teaching the word of God. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Now, there was a man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit or demon. And he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet, shut your mouth, be quiet, and come out of him. So Jesus cast demon out of this man. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Jesus went to the synagogue. He did not only teach the word or preach the word. He also conducted the ministry of deliverance. Everywhere Jesus went, he cast out demons. And this man, when demons came out of him, he had physical reaction. He was shaking like convulsion, and he cried out very loud. And I believe that this is the reason why most churches in Western world don't want to cast out demons and don't want to get in touch with this area of Christianity because we don't want to offend anybody. Most people come to church with the attitude of entertainment. Oh, we don't want to scare people away. We want to make everyone happy. But actually, if you don't cast out demons, you kept demons in the church and people will suffer. So casting out demons was Practiced by Jesus. And Jesus said that the work that I did, you shall do also. 
and greater work than this you shall do. In John chapter 14, verse 12. Look at Mark chapter 1, verse 39. And he was preaching in their synagogues. You need to understand, synagogue is like a local church today. Synagogue is like a public place. People from all over the place in that city come on Saturday or on the Sabbath day. All kinds of people, kids, husband and wife, uh, all kinds of people sit in the church. It's a public place, okay? Throughout all Galilee, so he was preaching, he was teaching, and casting out demons. That's why I believe that Jesus would not be welcome much in many churches in the, around the world. Because if he show up in the churches today, he may be invited to leave the church. Because he did not only preach, but he cast out demons, and it's going to be a mess. going to be messy. Because demons can start to fight, demons start to cry, and a lot of people will be offended because of the voice, the noise in the meeting. But Jesus wanted to do his job. You notice one thing from this two passages of scripture. Number one, Jesus combined the ministry of teaching and casting out demons together. Number one. Number two, in conclusion, he cast out demons in public place. He did not do like a psychologist or psychiatrist. They get people in the closed room, sitting on the couch, giving counseling for two hours, and asking about the past and keep talking and write prescription of Valium, Amitriptyline, Trazodone. He did not give counseling in the closed room. He cast them out without even asking the question. When he saw the problem, get out of here right now. I cast you out. And he did it in front of all the eyes of people. Jesus cast out demons in public. And he cast out demons with the ministry of teaching and also preaching at the same time. My dear brother and sister, we need to follow the pattern of the Bible. Okay? Because that is the way Jesus did. And we need to follow the way of heaven. We should fear God more than man. My dear brother and sister, I think this way because I'm a doctor. It's so a shame. If I keep you in the church for 10 years and never cast demon out of you, and you still have some demon in you that one day is going to kill you, it's so a shame. If you see a doctor and he knows that you have brain cancer that can be cut out and cured by lobectomy, but he just gives you Tylenol and packs you with an early band-aid outside your head. Or you have a headache, this is a band-aid, this is a Tylenol, this is a Percocet, an Oxycodone. And you go home and keep taking pain medication. It's a shame. It's really shameful thing to do that as a doctor. You need to deal with the problem deep on the inside. So the same way as pastor, I fear God more than man. If you don't like me, and you don't want to come to this church, it's fine with me. But I'm going to follow the Bible. I'm going to help my members to be set free and to be healed, to be well, and to rise up to be strong disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and come out from all the troubles in their life. Amen. So we're gonna do the same thing. We will do deliverance ministry on a regular basis. Amen. So that's what we want to do in the church to follow the footstep of Jesus Christ. Look at Luke chapter 13, verse 32. And he said to them, "Go, tell that fox." Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures, mean healing, today and tomorrow, and the third day I shall be perfected. When you read Mark chapter 1, verse 39 a while ago, the Philip translation say, he continued preaching in the synagogue and expelling evil spirit throughout the whole of Galilee. With these two scriptures, you can see here that at the time Jesus stepped into the ministry at 30 years old, he began to preach, teach, make disciples, heal the sick, cast out demons, and he kept doing it until he went to the cross. He did not do it one year and stopped because he did not want to offend anybody. He did not do it only one and a half month and say, done. The Bible says he kept doing it throughout the region. Actually, the way he said, today, tomorrow, and the third day, I shall be perfected. It means, my God, my Father in heaven, I'm going to keep doing this thing to preach, to teach, and cast out demons until my mission is over. He did not stop. He kept preaching, teaching, and also casting out demon until he went to heaven. So it means casting out demon is a ministry that the church will continue to do to follow his footsteps. That is the business he was called to do on earth. To come to teach, to preach, to heal the sick, cast out demon, making disciples, and also to go to the cross to die for us. Luke chapter 4, verses 40 to 41. Are you following me? I try to show you Jesus' way. Luke chapter 4, 42, 41. When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hand on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying out, saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And he, rebuking them, did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. You can see here that Jesus cast out demons all the time. He lay hand on the sick, healed the sick. He lay hand on people who have demons and cast demons out of them. And he kept doing it everywhere. Anyone who come to him, he cast them out. If you go to Thailand with me or to mission trip with me. This is the church that I pastor. When I went into the mission trip, I'm not their pastor, in a sense, because they have local pastor. They came to the meeting with the purpose of listening to the teaching and to be set free, to be healed, to have miracle. 1,000 people sitting there. I know everyone spent a lot of money to fly there, to get on the bus to come, for two or three meetings. They did not come there because I'm their pastor. This is not a church meeting. 
in those revival services. And I know that every one of them want to be healed and want to be touched. We line people up. Everybody got lay hand on. No exception. Even 1,000 people, sometimes they lay hand for two hours. Keep going back and forth. The line, people have to stand outside like a Disneyland. Line up outside waiting to come in with the sign. Okay, now you can come in. Then flip, stop. Now you can come in, stop. People wait outside to come into the line to be prayed for, lay hand. Because I follow the model of Jesus Christ. He lay hand on every single head, <laughs> single body who came to him for healing and to be set free from demon. Jesus used the laying on of hand. The way Jesus ministered to people, the way he imparted anointing is number one, by speaking. You remember in the synagogue, he said, be quiet, come out. The anointing can come from the voice. I got email all the time from all over the world that people listen to our YouTube. From France, from Germany, from Thailand, from uh, Asia, everywhere. They say that when they listen to the teaching, because I could not be there physically, and the voice came out, when I began to lay hand on people at the end of the service, I kept that part in the teaching so that people can be in the presence of God during the laying out of hand in our own church. They say that demons come out of them at home, in their bedroom, in their kitchen, because of the voice carried the anointing to the YouTube or to the podcast, and people got set free. So Jesus used speaking to minister to people. Rise up and walk. Come out. Be healed. Stretch your hand. And they got healed because he spoke. Another way that he did was to lay hand. Lay hand on people to impart the anointing or the life of the Holy Spirit into people. Let's look at Matthew chapter 8 verse 16 together. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. Even the Jewish people in that generation realized that people can be demon-possessed, okay? How about in America? Do we realize that people can be possessed by demon? And he cast out the spirit with a word and healed all who were sick. In this scripture talking about a word, he just looked, go, get out of here. He just spoke the word. People come in, some people he lay hand, some people he spoke. Matthew 8, 14 to 15. Now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mothers lying, this is Peter's mother-in-law, lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and served them. Again, this scripture Jesus used the laying on of hand. In this scripture, he touched the hand of Peter's mother-in-law. Now look at another one. In Luke chapter 4, 38 to 39. From the same incident, one passage of scripture record laying on of hand. Another one record, he spoke. So I believe on that day, he did both. 
He laid hand on Peter's mother-in-law and he spoke at the same time. Fever, go away right now. Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife, mother, was sick with a high fever. And they make requests of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever. Speaking now. Go away fever. And it left her. And immediately she arose and served them. Again, how Jesus ministered to the sick and to demon-possessed people. Speaking and lay hand on. Okay? Luke chapter 13, verses 11 to 13. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years. This lady suffered for 18 years and was bent over. She has a back condition. Her back bent over. Could in no way raise herself up. So can demon attack physical body to have scoliosis, kyphosis, or physical deformity? Yes, according to the Bible. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loose from your infirmity. He spoke the word of faith now. You are healed. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Immediately, by speaking and laying on of hand, this woman got set free from the demon of infirmity, of physical illness. And she was healed instantly. You can see here that Jesus ministered by speaking and laying on of hand. Okay? There are other ways to do healing, such as using the oil to anoint on people in James chapter 5. That's another way. And God also healed people or performed miracles because in a sovereign way, no one lay hand, no one speak, but in a sovereign way, by His way, healing happens suddenly in your own bedroom because we were seeking God. Or you remember the story of a man who was lame, who was paralyzed? He could not get into the pool that the angel will spin the water in the pool. The guy could not get in there when the angel shows up. So Jesus walked by and spoke the word of faith. He got healed. But people who got healed in the pool got healed by the sovereign move of God. God just sent the angel of the spiritual breakthrough and moved the water and people who jumped into the water first, the first one got healed completely. That can happen. God moves sovereignly beyond your imagination and beyond your control. Okay, but normally Jesus used laying on of hand and speaking. And we can do the same thing to other people. Amen. If you want to see healing, you speak and you lay hand. I want to say something. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 22, about the laying on of hands. Do not lay hands on anyone hastily, nor share in other people's sins. Keep yourself pure. What does it mean? It means the laying on of hand must be done carefully, must be done with caution. This scripture talks about 
ordaining a minister from being a member to be an elder or pastor or prophet. Lay hand to ordain a person to be leader in the local church. But the second sentence says, "No share the other people's sins." Why the apostle Paul say that to Timothy? Because I'm not talking about the ritual thing. I'm talking about spiritual impartation. Talking about the spiritual, real spiritual impartation, the real thing. When you lay hand, there is a transfer. Either transfer good thing or transfer bad things. I remember I listened to the story of many people who went to a meeting, and some strange guy, some stranger, lay hand on that person, that Christian, and after that, that person got sick with the same disease that the person lay hand on. That sickness transfer into that Christian who did not. Go into this kind of thing with caution, so there can be transfer bad things into you, or you can transfer bad thing from you into them. Laying of hand has to be done with big caution. Okay, let me talk about on my side first. On my side, as a pastor, I lay hand on people. On my side, definitely, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Two, I need to repent every single day. Three, I need to live a holy life. Four, I have to fear God and fill my life with the Word and with the things of God, because I don't want to impart anything to you that is wrong for me. I have to live a life very carefully in holiness all the time. I repent very quickly. I get into the Word all the time. I soak myself into the Word. I pray all the time. I'm close to God. I will not allow my body to be the vessel to transfer bad things into people. This is serious issue. Okay. At the same time, when I lay hand on the sick, I'm talking about myself as a minister, and you can be a minister as well. The same principle applied. When I lay hand on the sick, or I lay hand to cast out demon. I need to know what I am doing. I cannot enter into this spiritual warfare without having biblical knowledge. One, two, I need to have strong faith. Three, I need to live a holy life because if I play game, if I preach tonight and go out tonight to watch pornography, believe me, I'm going to be in trouble because when I try to cast out demon, I kick my enemy. The enemy gonna kick me back. The enemy gonna attack me. So, in order to protect myself from the enemy to attack me, number one, I need to have strong faith to protect myself. Two, I need to know the Bible, what I'm doing. I don't do it just traditionally or ritually. Three, I need to really live a holy life because if I start to sin, I open the door for the devil to attack me. This is serious business. You have to be careful if you want to do deliverance ministry or lay hand on people. Now, how about for you and for me? In fact, one of the reasons I'm so careful of inviting any guest speaker to come to this church because of this reason, because I loved you and I want to protect you. I will not just invite anybody 
A B C to come to this church to lay hand on you. Because I don't want people to impart wrong spirit into you. As a receiver, as a one who come to be lay hand on, you need to understand that you don't allow any stranger to lay hand on you. You don't allow minister that you don't know their life very well, check them very well to lay hand on you, because they can impart something into you, and you can get into trouble. I heard one story that a lady, she is a minister. She went to a church. She was sitting eating dinner with. A group of pastor, and the pastor of that church committed adultery. The pastor came behind me, lay hand on her head, without asking her for permission, and she could not stop because he already lay hand. After that, she got severe headache for weeks and weeks, because something bad in that pastor transferred into her. That's why I'm very careful about people come and lay hand on me. I need to make sure they live a holy life. If I'm talking about impartation, not lay hand because oh, how are you doing like this? You're talking about praying something into people, lay hand on to impart something into people's life. You have to be careful. We want to make sure that we get the right people to come to church to teach and to minister. So lay hand has to be done with great caution. Let me say one last thing and I stop and continue next revival service. Mark 1:21-23. Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority. Everyone say authority, and not as the scribes. Now there was a man in that synagogue. With an unclean spirit, and he cried out. Mark chapter five verse six. When this man was filled with more than two thousand demons, he saw Jesus from afar. He ran and worshipped him. Before I go on to talk about this true scripture, let me explain to you one thing. One of the reason in our church we don't practice mass laying out of hand. What does it mean? It means like this. Okay, everyone, stand up. Who want to be healed? Okay, the person next to you lay hand on you. I don't do this in this church because I don't know who stand close to you. It may be a Satan worshipper. It may be an adulterer. Maybe a person who watch pornography every night and lay hand on you. No way. I don't know everybody who sit here. I'm sorry. I have to protect the chief. I will not allow anybody to lay hand on you unless I know their life. Amen. So I need to continue to finish what I try to say. Mark chapter one twenty one to twenty three and Mark chapter five verse six give us another understanding or revelation from heaven regarding casting out demon. You can read the whole four gospel. You will never find even one incident that Jesus lay hand and cast out demon on people who rejected him, did not come to him, or submitted to him. He only did minister to people who submit to the word he preached, submit to him as the son of the living God, 
and honor him and receive from him. You remember in Mark, in the book of Mark, he went to Nazareth, and the Bible say he could perform only a few miracles in that city, because the people in Nazareth saw him grow up like a baby, young kid. They did not honor him. They did not accept him as the anointed man of God. That's why I never get mad at anybody who don't want to come to me to be prayed for, because not everybody would accept my anointing. But I will only lay hand on and minister to only people who is submitting to the word of God that I preach, submitting to the name of Jesus. And submitting to my authority and the anointing in my life. If they don't, it's fine. It's their own situation. I respect their decision. I'm not mad. I don't take it personal because I'm not everybody's coffee cup. Some people like me. Some people don't like me. It's okay. You go to only people that you respect and honor. If people don't honor, it's between them and God. I just only minister to people who accept the anointing. Therefore, according to the Bible, don't run after anybody. Don't seek out anybody who don't want you to pray for. I never go on the street. I never go into the hospital and say, "Oh, you're sick? Okay, I lay hand on you right now in the name of Jesus." I don't do that. I will ask first. Oh, usually people ask me, "Doctor, can you pray for me?" Before we go into the surgery, they have to ask me first. I will not just say, "You know, I'm a doctor and pastor. Can I lay hand on you?" I don't do that. People need to ask. I don't push myself into people's life. The people need to accept the anointing, and that's what Jesus did. There is no scriptural support, or it's really in vain to minister deliverance to people who do not submit themselves to the ministry of the word. To the name of Jesus and to your ministry, it's in vain. Demon will not go out because the owner of the house don't respect your anointing. They will not come out. Therefore, I will never push. I never seek people to come to me. It had to be led by God. God told them, "Come here, meet Pastor Lau." Then I do it. I will not go after people, seek after people at all. Amen. And sometimes this is the problem. Sometimes I heard this all the time. Sometimes demon inside people work in the eyes, in the mind of people to begin to have resentment or negative attitude against the minister, without any good reason at all. I heard this all the time. Suddenly, people don't like me. They just I could not stand this guy. Did I do anything to you? Did I cheat your money? I, I, no, no, you never do anything. I don't, I don't like you. And they walk out of the church. They don't want to come back here anymore. They walk out with demons. Instead of come and surrender and humble themselves and get demon cast out of them, this is a true story happened, and I will finish here. I, I told this story a few times already. I went to Switzerland the first time. We have a small church camp. Actually, not church camp. They did not even have a church yet. In that small room, fit about thirty, forty people. I was preaching. 
Lunch time is coming up, so I want to finish before lunch. And most people in that room did not know me very well because they are new to me. I was new to Switzerland. And the Holy Spirit told me to walk toward the left side of the room, stand next to the chair, a few people sitting there on the left side. And I began to pray to close the meeting by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And at the end of the prayer, one lady got up and tried to run. She did not get up nicely and walk away. She kind of jumped up and wanted to run. But my hands is faster. I grab her shirt. I grab her because I know right away that is demonic manifestation. I grab her neck. She fell under the power under the chair. I cast demon out of her. Many demons, hundreds of demons. And later on, she got set free. Now she is a very happy woman. The story is this. Before she met me, when she was a young lady, young girl, her mother dumped her in the water to kill her many times. So she hated her moms, hated her family. She grew up with anger. When she got married, every time she get angry, she would throw things around, hit her husband, hit the kids. Her husband had to grab the kids to run away from the house. She went to the mental institution many times because she saw, she heard voice, she saw bad vision. She was crazy, but her husband loved her. Her husband is a Swiss man and still was long-suffering with her. On that weekend, I cast many demons out of her, and she got set free. After that, she went back home to reconcile to her mom, get her mom saved, her dad saved, and now she served God in the local church. No more hospital, no more medication, no more chaos in the house. And the husband threw a big party. When I went back the second time in Switzerland, went to their home, a big party. And he came to me and said, Pastor Lau, thank you so much. My wife is a new woman. The old is gone. She is a new woman now. Because demon came out of her in the name of Jesus. She told me later on that the whole time when she was sitting there listening to my sermon, she heard the voice, I hate this guy. Don't be around him. Hate him. Get away from him as soon as possible. She heard that all the time, but she kind of stayed because she didn't, didn't want her friend to be offended because she was invited by her friend. She just stayed, but when I walked close to her, started to pray, she wanted to run away from me. She heard the voice, hate this guy, hate this guy, and why I have to hate him? He didn't do anything to me. You see, sometimes demons can cause people to hate the minister, especially those ministers who move in the file of God, because they know that if that person is around, they have to leave. They have to be gone. Amen? Hallelujah. Let me ask this question. How many people take a shower once a year? Raise your hand up. Once a year. You take a shower once a year? Okay. Then I will not be close to you. 
How many people take a shower once a week? How about two times a day? Me too. I take shower two times a day. Why do we take a shower? Because number one, get rid of bacteria, get rid of debris on the skin, get rid of dirt, the junk on the road that come onto you. Why? Every time nowadays in America, there is a command. It's a legal thing for every doctor. If you don't do it, you break the law of the hospital. Every time you walk into the patient's room, you have to squeeze. Antiseptic, like this. The nurse and the doctor have to do it every time. Why? Because we know that on our hands there are some bacteria, so we don't want to bring germ to the patient who just has surgery, or to their incision or scar. We want to make sure we don't spread the infection, or put the mask on during surgery. We know that bacteria are everywhere. We know that virus is everywhere. You know that millions of demons are out there, everywhere, around you, on you, some inside you. You may not even know. And you may argue with me, Pastor. I'm not a criminal. I'm not a lunatic. I'm not a crazy person in a mental hospital. But there are demons who do not make people crazy. There can be demon who make you sleep every time you read the Bible. Demon who put you to be lazy. Demons of poverty. Demons of accident. Demons of divorce. Fighting husband and wife want to break you up. Demons of cancer that you don't even see now. They are a dormant thing in your body. It doesn't have to be a criminal or some bad guy and come and jail. No, no, there are all kinds of demons, and they are everywhere. They can jump on you anytime. That's why we need to live under the protection of God all the time. That's why when I see in the internet some picture come up that will lure me into pornography, I shut it down right away because I don't want demons of sexual immorality to come into my life. I close the door. I will not open the door of my eyes for the demons of sexual immorality to come in. And then they come as a gang. They come into you, and they will bring friend, bring more demons into you. So you have to shut the door as soon as possible. Don't get involved with them. And not only that, some people are new in the church. They come from very bad background. Some of them come from the family that. Parents are fighting, commit adultery. Some dads smoke all day long. Some dads may watch pornography while they were growing up, or maybe you growing up in a family that uh, mom and dad has some sin that keeps spreading in the house and catch on you, something like that. So you come in not pure like Jesus. You are not God. So you may have something in your life that is on you. That you need to get rid of. You may not even know what they are because it's so not obvious inside you. Only God knows, or maybe the pastor knows, but he doesn't say it. It's good to have 
clean up service off and on in the church for everybody. Number one, you need to come to Jesus. No one gonna force you to come to the authority of the name of Jesus. Two, this is not a game. It's serious. You come with the heart of faith and acceptance that God, I am seriously wanting to be free. You are not coming to God just to try or to play game. God knows everything. You say, I'm serious. I may not see everything in myself, but I want to change. God, change me, set me free today. Even little, little demon inside me, I don't want to keep them at all. You need to come to God with that serious heart, with faith, with hunger, with desperation. And then you say, God, I believe you can cast demon out of me. Get rid of them right now in the name of Jesus. The more you come like children, the more you will be set free. If you try to argue with God, you try to use all kind of reasoning, you cannot get the deliverance. You need to come like that man who ran to Jesus, knelt down and worshipped him and say, God, help me. I am desperate and need help. I don't want to be the same. I don't want to be that man the man who is so short-tempered and always speak negative words out of my mouth all the time. Speak some cursing word out of our mouth all the time. Some of us have that habit. When you get angry, you blow out with some bad words out of your mouth. Some of us may have chronic headache. I want to get rid of everything. Clean up 100%. I want to get rid of everything in my life that is not of God. You need to come to God with that attitude. Amen? The faith of little children. That's why the Bible says, God gives grace to the humble. Humble like children. If you think you already graduate, you have arrived, you know the Bible, I'm fine, I've been a Christian for 30 years, I don't care, I'm fine, then God cannot help you. You need to come to Him with a humble heart. And you really take serious about being free indeed. When the sun set you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen? I don't want just to teach. I want to practice deliverance. I want to make it happen. Again, if you don't want it, you don't offend me. It's between you and God. I'm just here to minister and to help. I will not think of you in the wrong way, negative way. I don't condemn anybody. I don't judge anybody. It's not my job to judge anybody or condemn anybody. It's between you and God. This is the business between you and God. So I will help you. I will pray, lay hand, help you, lead you to be free tonight. But you need to come with a humble heart. Before I pray for people, those who come out, I'll make sure that you have Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because I cannot cast demon out from non-believers from people who don't know Jesus and don't believe in Jesus. If I do that, seven times will come back and the condition will get worse. You need to fill your life with the Jesus first, with the presence of God, so that your house will be protected from evil spirit to come back again. You need to really take serious about having Jesus in you. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for tonight that we can learn from the life example of Jesus Christ. Lord, you said that the work that you did, we shall do also. And one thing that you did, Jesus, is to cast out demons. You even command us in the book of Mark, chapter 16. In my name, you shall cast out demons. So tonight, Father, in the name of Jesus, we believe any kind or any form of evil spirit that has tortured your people in this room or has planned to kill, to steal, and to destroy their life must go from their body, from their mind. Lord, I believe tonight your people shall be set free. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. We're going to move the chair closer to me. You will sit on the chair, and I will pray for you. I'm going to lead you to pray. As I mentioned, we don't really know how many evil spirits are living on the inside of us. Even I myself need deliverance. Many years ago, I was already a pastor. And God touched me in 1997. Hundreds of demons come out of me. I was already a pastor preaching the word. We don't know how many we have. We do our best to get rid either all of them or as many as we can tonight. One preacher said that if a local church has 20% of people who are totally clean without demon, that church is extraordinary because most people have demons, including pastors. Hallelujah So tonight we do our best If you are not clean up 100% That's okay We can do it again We can come back and do it again Another thing is that Why we are waiting Is that Sometimes we don't have to do this way If you just come to church Every Sunday and you worship God and stay in the presence of God every Sunday. When the presence of God come down, the fire and the river of life flow in the church. Certain demons will leave you automatically. And you don't have to even force them out because the presence of God shows up. This is why I totally believe that a wise Christian should go to church on a regular basis. Choose the church that the presence of God show up every Sunday. And you just soak in, you like a, taking a shower. You go into the shower room, you turn on the water. Every Sunday, the water come down and clean you up. I noticed that 
I and my wife, both of us, since we are in the church of revival like this, we change so much. I change, my wife changed, Pastor Dad changed so much to be a new woman. I believe because we are standing in the presence of God every week. The presence of God come touches some demon leaf unknowingly. Just, I remember one time in our church, he, I think he is an American, Mexican man. He came into the church and while the Holy Spirit was moving, he told me that he saw the rats and the animal run out of his body. Demons just run out without even purposefully cast out demons. It's just the, the Holy Spirit just moved in his body and they ran away. So it's good to come and have showering every Sunday in the presence of God. Amen? Hallelujah. But tonight is different. Tonight is like this. Somebody, maybe five people come into my house and they say, what, who are you? Oh, we are just stranger. Why are you here? Oh, I just want to see where your daughter is. I just want to see where you save money, where you keep your jewelry and money. I want to see where you keep your cash. No, you cannot. We will. They put a gun out. We're going to rape your daughter tonight. And we're going to get money out of you. We're going to get all the jewelry. No, you cannot. We will. With the gun. You have two choices. Let them do it. Rape your family in front of you. Get money. Or you're going to say, have a bigger gun. Get out of here. Tonight is like that. Pull bigger gun with the help of Pastor Lao and the power of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to say, hey, guys, get out. I cast you out. You have no right to be in my house, to be in my body, into my head, any part of my body. You have to get out tonight. You have to. In Jesus' name. That's tonight. But sometimes the Holy Spirit just kicks them out automatically without having to force them in the presence of God. Amen? Hallelujah. I remember when Julian came to church, I think first Sunday, he was sitting in the front. He got lay hand on, many demons come out of him. That day, he didn't understand about demons yet. God's presence touched him. He was drunk in the Holy Spirit from quite a while that day. And after that, he was a changed man. He quit being a bartender. He came to church now. He became a new man to his wife. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Before we cast them out, we need to make sure we are born again Christians. So I'm going to lead you to pray. Even though you are born again Christian already, that's okay. Pray again. God will not punish you if you say to God ten times that you are my Lord and my Savior. God never say that you're going to be punished to say that, okay? So we're going to confess together. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart that Jesus is your Lord and confess with your mouth that he was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Actually, you will be saved from demon as well, not just saved from sin and hell. So confess together. Speak out loud. Pray with me. Father in heaven, you created me. 
I am your child. Today, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. He is the Son of the Living God. He is the Messiah, the Christ. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you went to the cross to shed your blood and die for me. You saved me. You deliver me. You give me life. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. I want to get right with you, Lord. Forgive me. Lord Jesus, the well in my life. My body is your home, is your temple. Come right now. Fill me with your presence. I love you. I appreciate you, Lord. I submit to your authority. I submit to your word. I believe your name has power and authority to set me free. In Jesus' name, my name is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb. I am a child of the living God. And God's grace is super abundant for my life. In Jesus' name, I confess. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, that's the first step. The next step, you need to posture yourself or position yourself to be candidate for deliverance. To posture yourself to be candidate is number one, you need to repent of your sin. You can come to be prayed for a hundred times about anger. Maybe you have short temper. But if you don't repent, demon will not leave because you agree with him. You are his friend. He will not leave his friend. If you still love to watch pornography and you say, I'm not going to stop, demon of pornography will not leave because you agree with him. So you need to agree with God and repent and say, I will stop this. I will not get involved with those things anymore. You need to confess that I repent and I'm going to stop. I repent. Number two, one of the reasons people are sick, people are attacked by demons, is unforgiveness. You remember the Bible say that because you don't forgive, God sent you torturer. Torturers are demons. So many people. I watched a movie one time. Maybe I told you this story already. I watched a movie one time. A woman came out with the hair like this. And she went to see so many doctors, never got healed. That day, this minister, African-American pastor, prayed for her. And she did not get healed. And the Holy Spirit told him, you need to forgive. I don't remember who. But ask her to forgive that maybe husband or dad or something. And then God is going to set you free. At that moment, she prayed to ask God for forgiveness and forgive that person who had come out like this. 
heals instantly. Because unforgiveness brings torture to come into your body to be sick and to be in illness or in bad shape. You need to forgive people who has offended you. Maybe borrow your money and never return. Maybe forgive your husband, forgive your wife, forgive your dad and your mom. You need to forgive people. That's number two. Number three, you need to speak with your mouth and command them to go away. As a believer, we have authority to command evil spirit to go away from our own life. My job is to lay hand to impart the anointing, but your job is to command them. You are the owner of the house. Your body is a house. It's like a city. You have the right as the owner of the house with Jesus in you as the Lord of your life. In the name of Jesus, I command you to leave right now. Get out of here. You have the right to say that to them, and you speak by faith. In the name of Jesus Christ, okay, you exercise your own faith. You can do this anytime. One time, I was driving to Evergreen Hospital, and I began to get sick. For some reason, the sickness came on me, and at that time, the Holy Spirit told me, "Cast them out right now." So, in my car, <laughs> I cast demon out of myself. At that moment, almost get to the hospital, I cast demon out. I was driving and cast demon out of myself. By that afternoon, totally gone the symptom, because I cast demon out of myself. You can do that at home too, without me around. You can cast demon out of yourself after you learn this lesson. If you feel the attack, get out of here. You command them to get out. Okay, you have the right. In my personal experiences, and in my observation, and according to the word, in the. Greek language, spirit in the Greek language is the word pneuma. Pneuma means air, wind. So the evil spirit moves like a wind. When I go to mission trip, actually that lady that I was talking about in Switzerland, I never taught her about evil spirit. I never mentioned about casting out demon. When I lay hand on her, she was on the floor. About five men have to hold her down. She would want to fight, want to punch me, so people have to hold her down. I pray for her, and evil spirit come out. I never trained her, I never taught her, and she coughed them out. So if you notice, when evil spirit come out, people may have reaction, may shake, people may cry, people may cough and vomit, because they're like an air to come out. Now I understand why people cry. When demon come out, because the air come out, you, the air come out two way, two ways, coughing or crying. Ah, ah! You cry, air come out of you. When demon come out of me in 1997, I set free from demon. That day, I cried about half an hour nonstop, crazy. Look like a when I, mean, I was so embarrassed. A neurosurgeon from Seattle cry on the floor. With, Tear everywhere. My mouth is full of. I mean, look terrible. Everyone knows I was a neurosurgeon. <laughs> just so embarrassed that day, but I could not stop because it keep coming out of me. I just cry. I don't know that I should cough instead of crying. So it will be easier just coughing instead of crying. After you say you have to go out, 
You may feel like you want to cry out loud. Don't cry. Just cough them out. And the first few coughs may be like physical cough, but believe me, if you have faith, you will notice that it will become something that being pushed out of you, and you cannot even stop. It just come out. Is that happened to Wasana? Is that right? A few Sundays ago, I remember Wasana came to me with back pain, body pain, headache. All kind of pain, and the doctor told her, "I cannot help you." That day, I cast demon out of her. Maybe a month ago on Sunday morning, all the symptom gone. She feel like air coming out, like an asthma, like asthmatic attack, like air come out. And after that, she never complained to me anymore. Initially, she gonna make appointment to see me at the office. And she did not have to make appointment. Thank God, I don't need to treat her. Okay, some symptoms are from demons. They are from demons. Again, sickness, emotional problem, laziness, any kind of negative thing in your life can come from demons. Okay, so are you ready? Some of us may not be involved, but some of us have involved in we call witchcraft, sorcery, and fortune telling. It means we were involved with demonic activities, like w o o j i board, or fortune telling, or go to some media and ask for answer, or play with card and try to find the answer from the card, or palm reader. Anything that is not of God, we call witchcraft and sorcery. Or some of you, when you were growing up, your parents gave you to some gods, some demon, some idols. Like me, I was given to idols when I was young. They took ownership on my life because my parents gave me to them. Some of us may have that problem when we were growing up. We were playing with evil spirit before. In that case, we need to also cut relationship. We need to say. Hey, I cut my relationship from you. Get out of here, in Jesus' name. Demon may come to you when you were young, because somebody cursed you. Maybe your parents cursed you. Maybe when you were young, you were raped by somebody, and demon of that man come on you and torture you all these years. You need to cut off from that and say, "I'm free now. I'm a new person." You need to really cut off from all this evil spirit. Amen. Okay, let's pray. How many people have faith that it's gonna happen? Amen. Amen. Okay. Hallelujah. I will lead you to prayer. Father in heaven, I am your child. Tonight, I come to you by faith, with a humble heart, in the name of Jesus. The name that is above all name, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I repent. I ask you, Lord, to cleanse me by the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, I believe. As I repent and I confess my sin, you are just. And faithful 
you are righteous you shall forgive me and remember my sin no more so now confess your sin you don't have to confess out loud just tell god if you know any sin in your life right now you confess Maybe addiction, gambling, loving money, worry, anxiety. All these are sin. Fear. Confess in Jesus' name. Jesus. Father, I forgive those who have done wrong to me, those who have offended me. I let them go. I will not hold grudges against them any longer. I bless them. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. I forgive them too. In the name of Jesus, Father God, if I have been involved with. Any witchcraft, sorcery, fortune telling, any form of evil spirit, I ask you, Lord, to forgive me. I cut my relationship from those idols and demonic activities. I denounce it. I don't belong to them anymore. Now I belong to the kingdom of heaven. I belong to Jesus, the Holy God. Now I call on the name of Jesus Christ. Speak out loud. In the name of Jesus, the Messiah, I command any form, any type of evil spirits, unclean spirits, demons, to leave my body, to leave my mind. Get out of here. You cannot be here. You have to go for my life, for my family, for my money, from any part of my body. In Jesus' name, you must go. I expel you 
I cast you out by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. Go right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Now you begin to kick them out, cough them out right now in the name of Jesus. Go right now. May the fire of God hit your people right now. Be free in the name of Jesus right now. Fire in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, right now, go right now in Jesus' mighty name. I command you. I lay hand and use authority of the name of Jesus. Go, go, go now. Go right now in the name of Jesus. In the name. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.